Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memory into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everybody. A little bit of music there from Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. Coffee with Jim. You can see we got a full house here at the cafe this morning. We have something we're going to do a little fun today. We have uh, Mr. Gregory Hassman with us uh, as a guest this morning. Greg, better known as Highway Hassman. Is uh, well, I live a lot of road trips vicariously through Greg, and he sure inspires me a lot. I think he'll inspire you too this morning, Miss Maggie. How are you doing, Mr. Mr. Nolan? God bless. Good morning, my friends. It is a balmy 45 degrees here in uh. Kingman, Arizona, studios of Jim Hinckley's America within spitting distance of legendary Route 66. Got ourselves a bit of a road trip plan. Tomorrow morning, head out for Apache Junction, Arizona. Tomorrow night, I'll be speaking at the event center there on Route 66 in Arizona. You know, I, I got to thinking about something this morning. Uh, it's kind of fitting in a way that uh, we're talking to Greg this morning. We've had a lot of interesting things happen in Tucumcari. And, of course, Tucumcari is one of our sponsors here at uh, Jim Hinckley's America. And if I recall correctly, that is where Mr. Hassman and I, our paths first crossed. Mr. Greg, you'll be calling us in from uh, Albuquerque this morning. Recently relocated from Hawaii, uh, from uh, Wyoming. Morning, sir. Hey, Greg, how are you? Doing okay today. How about yourself? Well, you know me. Every day is good. Some days are just better than others. <laughs> I understand that completely. Hey, uh, you attended an interesting grand opening, I understand, there in Albuquerque. Was that uh, down at the new hotel, the Zaz? Yes. Uh, as a member of the New Mexico Route 66 Association, we were there to present uh, Sherman Harris with a preservation award for all the work she's put into the former Travel Lodge East, uh, which is located in Knob Hill, a few blocks away from the iconic Knob Hill Shopping Center sign, um, which is just outside the Lobo Theater. Uh, just the work she's put in. She was born in the area. She was born in 66. She lived on the property when it was University Lodge, and now she's putting her own imprints, if you will, on the hotel and jazzifying it. It's it's really neat, some of the things that are happening, you know, there in Albuquerque. I've watched a lot of changes over the years there. Mr. Greg, you know, I hope I didn't give you a big head this morning, but you know, you may not realize it, but you do inspire people, including me. 
uh, your adventures on the road, your eye with photography, your turn with a phrase, uh, it really has provided a great deal of inspiration to me and uh, your ability to turn a phrase. Sometimes the puns leave me just shaking my head and hoping <laughs> that you can get some therapy. Uh, but uh, I greatly appreciate it. We're talking, remember the first time, I think we first met in um, Tucumcari. That's some right. years ago at the Motel Safari. Yes, if I remember that trip correctly. Um, that was before the 66 Festival in Amarillo. So that'd be 2011 if my dates are correct or a year is correct. You know, isn't that funny? Where the way we talk, we're already starting to sound like those old guys who, <laughs> you know, you know, back when I was a kid, we're trying to remember dates and years. And God, it's kind of, kind of I bad. Sometimes, I sometimes need to look at my driver's license to remember my name. That's better than me. I look at my driver's license so I know where I live. <laughs> Uh, you just recently relocated down there to Albuquerque. You spent quite a bit of time up in Wyoming. Are you yes. missing the, are you missing yeah. the winters? Uh, believe it or not a little bit. Yes. Um, I know that sounds counterintuitive. We lived in Wyoming for six years coming up from before that. I went to grad school in North Texas and Denton. I mentioned Denton because the climate in North Texas is much different than Southwest and Northeast Wyoming. And the thing I miss about Wyoming, aside from the scenic beauty, are the various two-lane highways over there. Even in the winter, you see the snow. The snow is not too bad to drive on. It's the ice. The ice is the problem. And I'm glad that my friends in Texas are doing okay from the recent spell they had with ice storms. Um, but, yeah, the two-lane highways up there are majestical. Um, one that comes to mind is Highway 34, Wyoming State Highway 34. That runs from Bosler, which is... 50-ish miles north by northwest of Laramie uh, in through Seville Canyon, which is, if you're interested in Old West history, is a pretty good amount of stomping grounds for, for the legendary Tom Horn. And it leads you just south of Wheatland in eastern Wyoming. That's one of my favorite two-lane highways. Um, if I do go back to visit, which I probably will at some point in the next couple of years, um, I definitely plan to take that route again. Well, like I say, you know, your photography is uh i i find hard word you know there's there's people question uh, whether photography can be art that argument has been around since the dawn of photography but your photography does transcend into the realm of art to be just blunt about it and it's it's evocative and uh you have an ability to pull people into the scene and uh the, the, the one of the pictures that comes to mind was the old uh, ghost mural, the Sinclair mural that you found. And uh, gosh, I could actually just feel the breeze on my face as I was staring at that mural. It was, it was pretty impressive. Well, I humbly appreciate that. I believe the, the mural you're referring to is in Hudson, Wyoming, which is outside Riverton, the Wind Rivers Range, Mountain Range. Um, yeah, that was, it, it, it definitely was a desolate feeling um, on that drive. And for me, I just try to see something. I just clicked, I use my camera phone. I'm trying to find at some point a good economical camera, but that's going to be down the road, if you will. But when I when I go, I, I like to see something that's interesting. I know the, the popularity with neon signs is justifiable. It's, they're cool to look at, but I think there's a lot more to the roadside 
and just cool signs from old motels and such. Um, the murals like to Sinclair. Murals tell a story just as much as the sign does. Dilapidated buildings, old filling station, and, uh, abandoned highway alignment, whether that's a gravel, dirt, or even asphalt. The one asphalt road I can recall that was an adventure the first time I took it was south, old US 30, um, east of Rock Springs, Wyoming. I can't remember the exit offhand, but it was about 20, 30 miles. It was outside Point of Rocks, I believe, just east of that. And you go on it, and it's a bumpy experience full of potholes. And one day, I you should go 25 to 30 tops on that. One day, I decided in my Dodge Ram that I was driving at the time, I decided to go 50. I gave myself a pretty good amount of whiplash, so much so that I could have called the state tourism department and asked him to create an amusement park over there. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I joke, but it was not the smartest thing. And if there's one lesson to be told, if the roads are that bad, you take your time where it's in snow th- and mud or ice or just dry as dry as a desert, you know, just take your time. And, but to go back to the photography, I just, I just like to go take pictures of things I find interesting, you know, and, I like to share with the world. You know, it took me a while to realize that what I do is not just for myself. It's for others to see. For for one reason or another, people may not have the funds. They may not have the health. They may be too busy with work or family or, or whatnot. But for me, I just like to, to share because I think it's a blessing to be able to be healthy enough to go on to some of these trips, even if it's just an hour day drive, um, to share the memories with people and hopefully encourage them um, to hit the road um, in their neck of the woods, especially. There's always a lot to see in their own neck of the woods. Or if you're going on a cross-country trip, like from Chicago to Santa Monica or uh, from Houston to Van Horn, I'm just using those as examples. Um, but ultimately, it's just about sharing for me. It is. You know, I've always been of the opinion that you have a gift and talent. You have a responsibility to develop that, to be a blessing unto others. And if you happen to make money doing it, well, you know, I know we're used, we we all want to keep eating on a regular basis, but the money has to almost be secondary. It's, it's, it can't be the primary driving force or you just, it's, it's just, it becomes commercial, becomes almost sterile. You lose the passion of it. You are, you're, you still, uh, your website is highwayhassman.com. Yeah. Um, like with everything, I'm still working on it. Um, I was a little apprehensive about putting stuff out there. I, 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 I post a lot of pictures on Facebook and some of the, the Twitter and stuff, but I'm a little bit shy about people seeing things in general. I don't know. I, I just see things a certain way and people, I, I don't know. I guess we're all our worst critics sometimes. Um, but for me, it's, it is a passion. I've always, ever since I smelled that, gasoline coming from a bus growing up in New York um, by the apartment I lived in. I was, I was addicted to gasoline at that point. And, and ever since then, I followed that, I traced it onto asphalt and <laughs> eventually down the, the next mile. And the, insecure, the insecurities, you know, and, 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 and self-doubt. I think that's the mark of an artist too. I, I worry over every book I do. I know right up to the last minute. I keep worrying over everything and presentations. I want it to be the best I can do. 
And we have to, you know, we get used to things, uh, especially in the climate that we live in today. People just seem to, to get up in the morning looking for a reason uh, or excuse to be upset about something. And uh, I don't know. You know, you just have to learn to ignore that stuff, I guess. But it's it's a challenge sometimes. It is. You, um, I don't. I apologize for cutting off. I just wanted to say it is. But for me, and, and I see it as much as you do. Best thing for me to do is just focus on our commonalities. What do we have in common? And one of the things we have in common, and you do a great job as well, is sharing with the world is the passion for the open road. These places link us, what, no matter what your differences are. Um, and we need to find that focus um, because why, why be negative all the time? I mean, not everything's going to be rosy in life. Life is full of ups and downs. But at this point, we're only giving one dress rehearsal. Why not focus on the best? Well, I had an old cowboy I worked with down in New Mexico, and he told me, he says he was a, uh, he called himself an optimistic pessimist. He said, I start every day meditating on how bad the day is going to be. And at the end of the day, I'm the only one smiling because it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> and he would always tell me when every time I got to complaining about anything or he'd say, son, wait till next week when it's even worse. You're going to look back on this as the good old days. <laughs> we just can't. <laughs> the road trip. And that's the essence of Route 66. It, it seems to be the ultimate road trip. It transcends a good road trip and a good storyteller such as yourself. You can transcend barriers of language and culture and political divides. And, uh, you know, that's an art form in itself that you've got a real talent for. It's no, I, I humbly appreciate that. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. I'm working on it. Uh, life is a constant. World's all the world is all about co making constant adjustments. Uh, if you don't, you're just going to stand still. Um, That's it. No matter what it is. In this case, it would be if you don't go see that next community, that next state, that next town or whatever, then you're missing out on perhaps something really interesting. Some good folks in these working hard in these cafes or filling stations or supermarkets or just seeing that cool old filling station or old highway alignment. Just pretend that you were driving a Model A or a 54 Buick Roadmaster in the heyday. I consider the 50s in part to be the heyday of travel. Um, even though I think we're seeing a renaissance of it with a lot of it's due to 66 and the interest with that. But I will have, I would have to add to that, however, that at a historic roads conference in 2008, I believe it was a Keith Scully, I believe he was a speaker, I believe he was a historian from Illinois. He was addressing a question from a group of students, I believe, at a high school or college, I believe it was a college in Connecticut, asked, you know, they basically told him, you know, that they were interested in 66, studying 66, and um, that they wanted to, you know, focus on that. But he said, you live, you have historic highways up by you in Connecticut, and you, I believe he mentioned the Merrick Parkway as an example. And to focus on that, nothing wrong with 66, but to also look at the roads in your own neck of the woods. And that's kind of my thing. You know, I love 66. I moved to Albuquerque to be in the 66 community and to be closer to friends who live on or travel or write about the road. But there are other two-lane highways as well to explore. And I think 66, for me, is what got me hooked. It was the nicotine, if you will, that got me hooked into two-lane highways. And I always loved, I love 66. It's always going to be... Um, 
hold a special place in my heart. But I also tell people, you know, explore US 60, explore US 70. And I'm using New Mexico as an example. 82, 84, 54. You know, uh, there are plenty of two lane highways. Some of them intersect with 66. Um, like old 85 goes uh, uh, goes to the parts of um, the old thir- uh, pre 37 alignment in Albuquerque and north of Albuquerque. But ultimately, it's just explore what's in your neck of the woods in addition yeah. to taking those trips on 66 and cross country drives. What separates 66? 66 has a unique vibrancy and passion that uh, among the people is infectious and its international popularity gives it a certain flavor. Absolutely. But uh, like you said, I just am a sucker for two lane highways and the interstate highway is a blessing and a curse. Uh, if you're in a hurry to get somewhere, that's the way to do it. And if you really don't care to see anything in between, that's the best way to do it. But uh, the two-lane highways, that's where you find the interesting things, the places, the people. One of my favorite drives is a US-12 across southern Michigan. I, every time I, I've driven that road for over 50 years, and I'm always meeting new and fascinating people, uh, learning new things, discovering new things. Recently up in Jonesville, Michigan, I found the Deal Automobile Company uh, from back around 1910, 11. Uh, one of the highways that really intrigues me, and you mentioned uh, US-6, uh, I've never driven the road in its entirety. I've driven a lot of the pieces in uh, from Ohio into Utah. I've driven a lot of US-6 over the years. But that's one of the more, more intriguing highways. It seems like it goes nowhere on purpose. <laughs> no, 6 is pretty unique. When I lived in Rock Springs, Wyoming, I took a trip with my I think it was during a trip with my mom. And my aunt we visited Salt Lake City, and on that trip, I used to took a short excursion on Six Three Eureka. Plenty of ghost towns around that Eureka, Utah area. It's very fascinating. That was also, I believe, if I'm correct, McCook, Nebraska, as well. Yeah. The place I remember seeing, and that name McCook rings a bell um, because on that trip, again, I was living in Rock Springs at the time. I was staying in North Platte, which is an interesting place on its own. And that's a that was pretty interesting. That interesting Carnegie, if I remember correctly, the Carnegie Library, beautiful. It looks like it's been preserved, thankfully, in McCook. Um, if you like open spaces, you like farm country, you go down 83 into Decatur County, Kansas, and approach the community of Old Boys, basically northwest Kansas, um, not too far uh, from Colorado border. But that's that's. Well, when you said Highway 6, that's what reminded me of those other experiences in Utah well, and McCook. If, if you get to looking at a map, U.S. 6 is intriguing. Uh, it start, starts at Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And uh, over the years, it was extended here and there. because It was designated the Grand Army of the Republic Highway in New York, Pennsylvania section. Originally, uh, at its peak, it went all the way to Long Beach, California. So technically, it was the only U.S. highway that was north and south as well as east and west. And it was uh, truncated in the 60s at Bishop, California. But it's uh, the highest U.S. highway up over Loveland Pass in Colorado. And it's odd how it misses. It misses Chicago by like 20 miles. Uh, Heads down, down through Pennsylvania towards New York City and seems to miss it by about 20 miles before turning back into the, up into the northeast. 
it's just a, an interesting highway. And in every section that I've driven, I have found it to be uh, just really fascinating. There are roads like that that are really fascinating for one reason or another. If you're going to go with U.S. roads, I mentioned Highway 34 in Wyoming is one of my favorite state highways, or highways in general, I should say. So what do you what do you have on the on the radar for upcoming adventures? Oof. If, if I may ask, or is that a, just a loaded question? That's about to say it's a loaded question. <laughs> right now, I'm working on a trip. I'm going to be seeing my favorite rock group, the Eagles, in Phoenix, Arizona, on March first. Um, I'm planning my trip around that. I'm just not. Sh- I I think it would be smart for me to do that as the star of the trip. So and I'm, for that route, if I'm going to Phoenix just to get to Phoenix. I go through Holbrook and Payson. Even though it's not the way I prefer to go, I, like I said, I prefer the open spaces, not to go through forests. That's just me. I, I get a little claustrophobia. Um, but after that trip, I have I've given myself too many options. You've probably done this. You you, you option yourself to death. Um, two or three areas I'm looking at, and who knows what I'll decide on February 28th or March 2nd. Um, one is to go from Phoenix to go out, you know, see Southern Arizona, maybe go up to Palm Springs. Cause I, I, I'm a fan of Bob Hope. If I'm able to just see the house, I just want to see that in the mid century homes. I'd be there maybe for a day to, to experience that um, kind of fifties uh, cold war era, Hollywood era uh, period. Um, and from there, I, I probably head, I could head back toward Phoenix, I don't know if that would make a lot of sense. I'd probably head up toward north and to the east and to 66. So maybe go to Lachlan and Bullhead City, that area. I haven't explored those areas much. Um, another possibility for Phoenix would be to head east, spend a few days in the Tucson area, Casa Grande, uh, was mm-hmm. someone recommended to me. Another is to just you know explore the route and then head out to Carlsbad, which would be a quite an uh, adventure. I'd like to do some 62 from El Paso to Carlsbad. And from there, just explore Hobbs, Lovington, Midlands, see, see more of the Permian Basin. That's another possibility. Of course, I'm open to others. I'm, it's not extra stone, just a Phoenix. First night in Phoenix would be extra stone at this point. Well, you're a, man of, you're a man of my own heart. My pa always told me that if you head east long enough, you're out west. So the idea is to just enjoy the trip and, you know, be flexible, kind of like Gumby. You know, <laughs> you mentioned, uh, you know, evolving and changing and, and growing. And, you know, that's a very wise thing because uh, that's the whole deal. I, I'm still working on becoming a writer when I grow up. And uh, I think that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. I'm not sure yet because my that changes on a regular basis on my long-term goals. But, uh Greg, I have enjoyed this visit, and I hope I think you've inspired some folks to, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. Every single town, every little road is filled with stories and interesting people. Just find people to talk to and listen to, and you'd be surprised the stories and things you can turn up. It's, and that's another thing about uh, your adventures is the people that you have met through your journalism and uh, your travels. I find that very fascinating. Very fascinating. I appreciate that, sir. Mr. Greg, thank you for joining us today. Does anybody have any questions for Mr. Greg or me? Or I noticed Nolan's with us. I, Nolan has done some uh, 
my gosh, his work fascinates me as well. His uh, uh, his research on some of these um, uh, early places along Route 66, uh, ghost towns, some of the uh, past lives that some of the buildings has done. His research is pretty impressive. Well, Mr. Greg, I want to thank you very much. Uh, so you'll be heading out uh, west. If you happen, of course, to come through Kingman, uh, give me a holler. I'll be gone the first week of March. But otherwise, I should be in this neck of the woods. And uh, I'll send you some ideas for, for the Palm Springs area and uh, California desert, southern Arizona that might, might pique your interest. I know you've got a great tramway there in Albuquerque, the Sandia Peak Tramway. Absolutely. But uh, the one in Palm Springs, I recommend too. It's uh, it's it's a uh, it's an older tramway, and it's really fascinating. Uh, Nolan Stoltz says that uh, he knows that you have interest in the Lincoln Highway. He says, are there some yes. sections of the Lincoln Highway that you haven't done that you'd like to try? Uh, oof. I haven't done a lot of it to be honest. I did all of it in Wyoming, some of it in Utah. I'd love to see more of it in Ohio. I have a state I've never been in. Indiana. I'd like to do the Middle West portions. Really would. That would be areas I'd like to explore. I One of my favorite stretches is the brick stretch from Elkhorn, Omaha. That's a beautiful drive. Brick road. Don't rush through it. Just go 20, 30 miles an hour and, and just enjoy the experience. This is, uh, you know, I've been talking, uh, we're going to have him probably on the car talk uh, with from the Main Street of America, the uh, automotive podcast that we do, but uh, a fellow named Ryan, you might know him from Facebook, is Tebow Barnes. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him. And he's a fascinating young man, and I should clarify that statement, because at my age, anybody under 50 is a young man. Um, but he's quite an interesting fellow. He's big into Model A's and Model T's. And he has recently quit his job and devoted his life to buying, selling, fixing, repairing, um, re rebuilding auto parts and selling them Model A's and Model T's. And uh, he makes some incredible trips on these things. Uh, recently, during the COVID uh, the apocalypse, he uh, jumped in his 29 Ford Model A and from New Hampshire he always wanted to do Route 66. He, he drove to Chicago, uh, down Route 66, and uh, up the coast of California, back through South Dakota. About 8,000 miles in three weeks in a 1929 Ford. And, uh, you know, these old cars, they become time machines. So I'm going to have to encourage you to try that next is, uh, for, your, for your next acquisition. Find yourself a good Model A Ford and slow the pace and that's as close to time travel i think as we're going to get i'd love to do that but i would have to reacclimate in driving a standard i had a bad experience once doing that during a construction job in texas and i gave myself so much whiplash i people were laughing at me it was an embarrassment but i eventually got things going but yes if i got to before i get to that point i better brush up on my Driving. Well, we'll get you. Maybe we'll have to go with a Model T. That way you don't have to worry about that so much. <laughs> have you ever driven a Model T or been no. around those? Uh, yes, just yeah. a short version. I won't tie everybody up too much with my gum beating, but the Model T Ford is a real intriguing animal. 
you have three pedals on the floor and neither one of them are a gas or clutch pedal. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're an interesting animal to say the very least. Folks, I want to thank everybody who for, for joining us this morning. Greg, thank you for your time. And I recommend everybody to check out Greg's website, highwayhasman.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, oh, very good. Yeah, and I, yeah, please, please check that out. I think you'll be really inspired by what you find there. Greg, thanks for taking the time to join us this morning. And I want to thank you personally for encouraging me uh, and providing a bit of inspiration because we have ebbs and flows in life. And uh, your puns help on some dark days. And uh, you've given me some ideas for road trips. I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. And thank you for having me on. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you, sir. My friends, till next week, well, we'll do this again. Uh, Car Talk from the Main Street of America, our other podcast on Friday. We're going to be talking about uh, an interesting inventor by the name of H.W. Libby. Uh, he had a fascination with things electrical. And came up with an electric bicycle in 1897. I think you're going to find that kind of interesting. Uh, tomorrow night, like I say, I'll be down in Apache Junction, Arizona, speaking at the event center on Route 66 in Arizona, a highway that's the crossroads of the past, the present, and even the future. And uh, then uh, Saturday, the 11th, I hope maybe I'll see some of you, we'll be down in Needles, California at the, the Route 66 Info Fair. Should be a lot of fun. And next Sunday morning, I can bring you some updates uh, on what I pick up down there in Needles. My friends, until we meet again, invite a deals, me amigos, and, well, take care and safe travels. Greg, take care, sir. Say hello to a new friend. On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America